God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. That was worth the whole trip. Right there. What happened in, in the last 35, 40 seconds was worth the whole trip. It was. It's worth the whole trip. Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Folks, I truly wish, the only wish I have tonight is I truly wish every person that attends this church, whether it's casual or it's on a regular basis, I truly wish every person could have been here tonight. This is, what, this is, this is the kind of thing that the Apostolic Church on a regular basis is going to get back to. What's happened here tonight, and one of the things that's happened here tonight, is that the intercessors were awoken. And that's what makes a difference. In the kingdom of God, that's what makes a difference. It's not the yelling and the screaming and all that's part of the emotion. You, you heard me this morning, and I'm not against that. But there's something deep, praise God, when somebody goes into an intercessory spirit that really, really connects with the things of God. And things can happen in seconds that we thought would take years. And so barriers have been, have been literally lifted, and there's freedom in this place as we sang tonight. There's no question about it. We are free. That he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Now, you talk about having a bad couple of weeks. Listen, it's not a brand new thing. How would you like to have been on a ship that's tossing around the sea, and they hadn't seen the sun for 14 days? I'd call that having a, you know, a bad month. And we got one of those recorded in the Bible, where that's what happened, praise God. God kept that ship together until they got close enough to the shore to where every person could escape. In fact, that's what Paul prophesied, you know, days before that. He said, listen, an angel spoke to me, gave me some encouragement, praise God, you know, and just said, hey, if you'll just stay on the ship, praise God, there won't be anybody lost. And man, there's, there's a lot that could, could be read into that, praise God. I do feel like sometimes that the church is like a ship, it's like a boat, that type of thing that God has allowed us to get on. But I, I'm not going to sit here and try to make too much out of that tonight, but nevertheless, you know, you just stay in the church. I'm just telling you right now, that's not a threat, that's a promise, that you will have God's, you will have His help. He will be there every time you need it, praise God. Amen. He is faithful. Can somebody say Amen. amen. Praise God. And so, you know, they finally get to the shore. They finally get close enough to where they can swim. Praise God. That's where I would have to be because I don't swim, folks. I'd be looking for a piece of wood or something, man, that I could crawl on, that type of thing. But nevertheless, every one of them made it to the shore. They made it. Look at somebody and say they made it. Praise God. They, they got safe and that type of thing. But, you know, it isn't over yet. You know, here they are, you know, they need to get warm, they need to take care of themselves, find some shelter. And in the midst of that, Paul's just looking for wood so he can throw it on the fire, and here comes this stinking snake. 
latches a hold of them, you know. And of course, the misconceptions, the rumor mills, all of that kind of business, that doesn't take long either. And man, the folks that were around him, man, they started predicting, man, he must have really been bad because, you know, vengeance is not going to let him escape, praise God. But do you remember what Paul did? Come on, you remember what he did? Yeah, he didn't sit here and argue with it, he just shook it off, but he shook it off into the fire. And that's what's happening here tonight. I sense that, praise God, that there are some things that we're shaking off, praise God, and we're putting them right into the, pen, in, into the fire of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And you, you, are in, you are absolutely in the will of God to do that. We got to do that. You know, we could make up all kinds of stuff tonight that needs to be shaken into the fire. But you know, one of the things that happens, I told you last week, you know, um, that's why I wish everybody could be here. This is powerful what's happening in this place. And that doesn't mean you can't get anything um, tonight online, people. Sister Carnahan's been informing me that the online services have been going up. But what it means by that is there's more people that are connecting online. Praise God. We love you too. Everybody say hi to the online people. Yeah, yeah, we love you. Praise God. We want to see you back here, though, because there's something about the house of God, amen, that, that's, that's the real deal, praise God, and not that you can't get it on, online, that type of thing, but the bottom line is we wish you were here. But tonight, what we're going to do, and remember I talked about it this morning, about being in this one accord, you know, and I still want to kind of take that a little step further, praise God. I believe that in a place like this, that can happen. I really do. We can get rid of, we can shake our differences off into the fire. We can, you know, our criticisms, our whatever they are, we can just shake those things off into the fire and say, hey, for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, we're going to be unified in Jesus' name. We're going to be in accord, praise God. And so tonight, I'm going to try to test that a little bit, okay? I want us tonight, and, and if, you, if you're too tired to stand, that's okay. It doesn't make any difference. You can, you can do this while you're seated. Listen. Listen, folks, they got the Holy Ghost while they were seated in the upper room, so it doesn't matter. The posture isn't the thing. I just want to see if you'll engage with me tonight, okay? That if you'll get involved, praise God. And what I want us to do for about 30 seconds and maybe a little longer if it takes that is we need to shake some things off into the fire. Let's do that. Let's make that, a praise God, a priority tonight. That whatever it is, and you can even name it. You can claim it. Whatever it is, if you've had a problem with doubt, shake it off into the fire. If you've had a problem with unbelief, shake it off into the fire. If sickness has come your way, and maybe you've been a little dull, and you've been a little negative, that type of thing, shake it off into the fire in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's do that right now together in the name name of Jesus.
Now, what do you say we give a shout to the Lord? Come on, let's give a shout name. Now, folks, we haven't done anything here tonight that you can't do in your own home. I'm serious. Praise God. This is, I know it looks ridiculous to the world. I know people think we're foolish and we're nuts and we've gone off our rocker. We've had all of those kind of comments. But most of you in this place tonight, you, you're, you're sensing something working in you. Praise God. And it's the operation of the faith in the things of God in Jesus' name. And what the world thinks is foolishness, God says, I can paint wisdom on that in Jesus' name. And so file this, praise God. Don't just, just you know, let it rub off. Just file it, praise God. And get yourself active in, in the operation of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And as I said this morning, sometimes it's going to start off as emotion. It just is. We've got to start somewhere. But I guarantee you that if you'll, if you'll begin to ask the Lord for His help, you're going to begin to feel faith, begin to, with its arms, just come around you and begin to lift you up in yeah. Jesus' name. And it will be different. It will be in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Do I got 10 minutes? Yes. What, do you going to give me 10 minutes tonight? Okay, then be seated. If you're going to give me 10 minutes, be seated, okay? Praise God. I, I am so so thrilled at what God is doing in Jesus' name. I, studying the Word of God is, is, is something that I love to do, and most of you have heard that about me. I just, there's some things about God's Word that just, just, they just thrill me in Jesus' name. And one of the ways that I, I do that um, from time to time, I did it this weekend. I studied, I'm not going to teach on it tonight, but I studied just about the entire book of Exodus yesterday. God just opened up my heart and I began to see things that were there. And, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever realized this or not, but in the book of Re um, Exodus, there are, there are, there are two 40-day periods in Moses' life. You want to talk about supernatural taking over. Moses went up that mountain first time and for 40 days, praise God, he was up there. Now we understand he came down and had a little bit of a meltdown, amen. And so just a few chapters later, God sent him right back up there. And that might happen to you. And I'm not talking about 40 days now. I'm just talking about sometimes we come into the presence of God. We got this little thing we know we need to be doing and, and God can help us with that. And, and sometimes we just come out and, and we're a little disappointed. And Moses got thrown around those, those, um, uh, those plates and, you know, and that type of thing. And I'm, I'm not here to rig Moses over the, over the coals here. I'm just saying we can identify with that stuff. We can. 
And so supernaturally, God sent him right back up the mountain, and it was powerful. I'm going to be making, I, I think with the help of the Lord here in, 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 week, in weeks to come, maybe months to come, I'm going to be making some references from the things that God showed me yesterday. It was just powerful. God just opened up my eyes to a lot of things. But tonight, I want to take another character. We got the big three in Genesis. Anybody know who the big three are in Genesis? Abraham, Isaac, and who's the other guy? Jacob, yeah, and they, they're, they're quite the characters, you know, God uh, let us give us some insight to some of the issues and deals that they were going through, and we found out that they were human, didn't we? Amen, and so family dispute there, um, God's trying to have his will done, and in the womb, God already determined, praise God, that the younger is going to get that birthright. And of course, mankind, we can be extremely stubborn and we can be set in our ways. And so God sometimes has to do some things. And that's what he did with Jacob. For some reason, God saw the, uh, long before the rest of us would have saw, seen it, he saw the ability for Jacob to handle that. And so that's why God did it. And I, I, I learned that once that gets revealed, I don't want to question it. I just want to follow it in Jesus' name. But in Jacob's life, which you'll find, you'll find many times when he had kind of what we call a come-to-Jesus moments. But, but two of them, two of them in particular, um, I think are worth your studying because you'll find yourself in this. You'll find yourself in these studying. And in the first one that we find um, that, uh, that he, um, uh, moments, or I don't know about moments, but time that he had is found in the 28th chapter, praise God. And this is where he had to escape. He had to go. Brother was ticked off, and he wasn't going to take no for an answer. He was going to revenge. That's what it was. And so the mom knew that she started something that she didn't have the power to, to continue on. So she's sending him on to Uncle Laban's house. And that came with its own problems too. It did. But nevertheless, the Bible says, look at this. Amen. Um, the scripture says uh, in verse number 10, I'm in the 28th chapter of, of Genesis. And the Bible says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. That's where he's headed. He's headed to Uncle Laban's house. And he lighted upon a certain place. Amen. And he tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place and he put them for his pillows. I'll never complain about my pillows again. I won't. Not after listening to this. I don't have any rocks that I have to put up in bed tonight. Thank God. And so he laid down in that place. You kind of get the scene here. He's got to rest. And the scripture says he dreamed. I've told you before there that God wants to communicate with us through the conscience with his word. But sometimes God uses dreams and visions. Praise God. And I believe in that stuff. And um, had, had a kind of a dream, a couple of them this week that I'm still pondering. I don't know where they came or what, what that's going to become of them, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider them. And so he dreamed and beheld, uh, or behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. How would you like to have an extension ladder like that? <laughs> that's a long ladder as far as I'm concerned. And the scripture says, it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of the Lord ascending and descending on it. What a scene. Praise God. And behold, the Lord stood above it. That's what I like. And he said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. 
And the land where, whereon thou layest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. God's reiterating the covenant again. He's bringing it back to life. Amen. And the scripture says, And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Wow. That's quite, that's quite a bit to to comprehend, isn't it? And the Bible says in verse number 15, it goes on. Now this is God communicating with Jacob. Amen. And he says, And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee of. Praise God. Wow. What a communique. Amen. I mean, basically, he's bringing back the promise is what he's doing. Praise God. Abraham had it. Isaac had it. And now Jacob's got it. And the scripture says that in, after all of that, that Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. I've used this in a, lot of, or a couple of different references. Uh, but tonight, I, that, that's... Praise God, that's quite a deal, that here's the Spirit of the Lord, and, and, and Jacob is not aware of it. Amen. And the Scripture says, and he was afraid, and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Amen. Now, I believe a lot of times, not every time, that a place like this can become that. Amen. And so this is why I, I call me old school if you want. But I believe in the literacy of or the, that being literal when the Bible says, fail not to assemble yourself as the manner of some is, especially as you see that day approaching. Again, I understand with technology, and I am so glad. This morning we had over, what is it, 15, Sister Carnahan, that were online with us tonight. And I'm thankful for that. I'm not here to put that down. I'm glad that we can reach out while we're in here. But having said that, praise God, there is something about the place, the house of God. Amen. God emphasized that to me right away when I came to an apostolic church in Dubuque, Iowa. He helped me to understand that there's something special about when the apostolic people gather together, hands-on, and, and all of that kind of business. And so I'm not here to make anybody feel bad that isn't here tonight. I just want you to understand there is something from the ancient of days in this place. There's no question about it. I hope that you got a good dose of it in your home. But I know we got a real dose of it here. Amen. And so what that does, folks, is that puts something of an urgency in my heart. See, I, when I first came to the church, I wasn't able to make midweek services for over a year, two years, because I worked second shift. And that's just the way it was. And that's why we just got creative. And we said, okay, we're going to have our own midweek service at noon. And that's what we did. And Brother Dix was all for that. He never, he never kept, kept us back from that kind of stuff. But there was something about what you people gave to me about this coming to church more than once a month or once every three months or whatever the case is. And I hated church before I met you folks. Or not hated it, but I just didn't like it. It was a place I avoided, you know, that type of thing. i never forget I was witnessing to Greg Nyers, he came out here one time. He was a guy that I used to run around with back in Iowa, and he joined a motorcycle group called the Chosen Few. I'm serious. I'm not making that up. Had colors and everything. But he drove all the way out here because he just felt like he needed to see me. 
And so one day I was in my shop, and he gives me a call. I was down there. It was in the summertime. And he said, um, and I shouldn't tell you this, but I, I, he called me by my nickname. He said, are you that one? And I said, yeah, I'm him. And he, we agreed to meet, praise God. And he came to my shop, and we spent about an hour and a half together. I'll never forget that that day. And he, um, he, we just, you know, he was telling me all about some of the things that were going on in my life. And, and finally he gave me five minutes. And I began to tell him what we were out here for and all that business. And he got mad. He got out of that chair, and he looked at me. He said, you're the one that told me not to go to church. I did. I, it was. I was. I was the instigator, you know. And we were going to another church. Well, we were born and raised in it. And it just wasn't doing anything for me. And even at a, you know, the bright young age of 18, 19 years of old, I didn't want to waste my time. And so that's the deal. But boy, when I was ready, two years later, praise God, when God, you know, began to deal with me in, 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 in depth ways, when I came to your place, folks, it was special, praise God. God restored again the idea of the house of God, that it was special, praise God. And it didn't make any difference how big the place was. That wasn't the whole deal. It didn't even really make any difference what it looked like on the outside. But there was just something special about the God's people, the apostolics, meeting together. And I didn't, have, I didn't even have a clue of all, what all of this meant, praise God. And I still, there's some things I just wonder about. But I'm telling you something, folks. There's something special about this place. God is waking people up. He's ministering to you. He's giving you a renewed, praise God, uh, 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 you know, just a renewed outlook on life in Jesus' name. And I, again, we don't worship the house of God. We just come here to worship our God. But there's just something special about that. And I understand our culture and our, our way of thinking and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about Americans now. We're trying to do away with this stuff. And we're trying to make things easier. And we're trying to, you know, bring something that's more convenient and that kind of stuff. And I'm not here to debate any of that. I'm just saying I hope that, most of, that all of you can walk away from this. And you can realize there's something special about the house of God. And that's what J Jacob realized. There was something there. And get the, the, the deal here. He's out in the wilderness someplace. Praise God. I had Brother Gurley. He did a little teaching on this. In verse 19, the Bible says he called the place, you know, Bethel. And, 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 and Brother Gurley taught that that was the Mount of Olives. I haven't been able to verify that yet or not, but there's just something special about God bringing people to a place. And J Jacob was never able to forget that. And that's where, where you guys are at. I'm serious. Praise God. Even this beautiful little young lady, praise God, that finally came back home. Praise God. She's not going to forget this. She's not. And not like we put a hex or a curse on her. But you just can't. There's something about this, isn't there? There is just something about the, what God is doing through apostolics in these last days. Bond with that. Embrace it. Do whatever you have to do and get rid of whatever you have to to, to make sure that you make this a special thing. 
And not because I'm here or you're here. It's because God, He has determined to meet us in a place like this. He has determined to do something from the ancient of days. He, he impresses something in our hearts, praise God, that the world can't take away unless you give it to Him. And so consider that. That's Jacob. That's our legacy. That's what he did. He came to that place. And the only thing, regret he had was, man, I didn't even know it. And many of you are waking up to the fact, praise God. You know, what the danger was and what I felt, you know, towards the end of the fall is, God, I felt like the Lord gave me a word called routine. And I felt like this is what we were doing, some of us. And we all can fall into that trap. We can all fall into the fact, well, I'm just going to go through the motions. You know, I'm going to do my duty. I'm going to do those things. And I'm not against you. Sometimes that's what you're going to have to lead with. But don't satisfy for that low octane. Don't satisfy yourself with that. You make up your mind, praise God. I'm going to those prayer meetings and something is going to happen to me in Jesus' name. I'm not going to leave without being changed. I'm going to go to those services and I'm going to participate with the best of my ability, praise God. I'm going to get with it in Jesus' name and something is going to happen to me. Now, come on, I'm telling you the truth. That's what God will honor. And it's not like he needs us or anything like that, but he needs us to submit, praise God. And that's what it does. And so you have that house of God that was established in Jacob's heart, praise God, and he never forgot that. He came back to that place, by the way. You know, those 14 years that he lived, you know, with, with Laban, and boy, Laban was a character too, wasn't he? Yeah, took advantage of it. I mean, he was just somebody that you wanted to slap, you know, getting rich off of his nephew, you know. But the bottom line is there was something eating away at Jacob. And he says, I got to go back. I got to go back there, praise God. And he understood what he, would, what he was going to face when he went back. He knew that his brother wasn't going to get over that anger, you know, in a hurry. And so that's what you, you see in, in the book of uh, Genesis in chapter number 32. He's coming back. And you've got to understand in those, just those four chapters, you're looking at 14 years that just, whoa, went by. Anybody besides me feeling that in your own life? My goodness, it just seems like, you know, it was yesterday that Sister Carnahan and I pulled into Gillette, Wyoming in our little, uh, little Ford. What was that? A little Ford, not Escape, it wasn't that. The Escort. Yeah. It just seems like that was yesterday. Some days. Some days it feels like, boy, that was a million years ago, you know. It's like, but, I mean, I'm just saying that's how we operate. We're up and down, up and down. But there's no doubt all of us are feeling the intensity of, of time just flying out. It just seems like we can't get enough of it. And so here's, you know, years later, praise God, and he's got that longing in his heart that never left. He said, i got to go back. And so he's headed back, and he knows there's going to be a confrontation. And, and, and you've, you've heard the story, probably preached a whole lot better than I ever could. But the bottom line is, folks, we can see ourselves in that. And he's headed back, praise God. And he knows there's going to be a confrontation with his brother. And so he divides up the family. He does everything that he can, praise God. And then he separates himself from all the family. And this is where you find him, praise God. Verse 21 of the 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis. 
The scripture says, so went the present over before him, and he himself lodged that night in the company or in the camp. And the scripture says, and he rose up that night and took his two wives and, and, uh, and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And then the Bible says, here's Jacob. And he was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. Praise God. God left him permanently marked. And that's what God will do to us. I'm not saying he'll do that to your thigh or anything like that, but you come to a place like this, you're going to be marked. Amen. And God will do something. And the reason God, because God has purpose in everything he does. Sometimes I can't tell you I understand it all the time, but I know he has a purpose. God never does anything without a purpose. And I know one of those purposes is that God wants me totally dependent on him. That's what he wants to do. And that's what some of you are wrestling with right now. I can sense it. I can feel it. Amen. And I'm not mad at you. I'm here to help you. I pray for you. You know, most days I do. And I want, I want to see you achieve some things. But I understand that you're grappling with this. And I know it can be hard because I've done the same thing over the years. There's been things, praise God, I've wrestled with God with. Amen. And what we got to do is we got to reach a place, praise God, like, like, like Jacob did, that he, he, it settles it, praise God. And look at what happened to him. The scripture says that as he wrestled with him, it says in verse 26, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Do you feel some determination in Jacob? I do too. He's not some limp wrist, you know, well, let's just go with the flow type of person. He came to the house of God that day, and he's going to get something. He's not going to leave until something imparts itself to him. And this is where God is taking some of you. Amen. It's not like he's stressed, and he's got to prove to you he's God every day. He's just trying to get you to a place like Jacob, praise God. You know the house of God. You know this place works. You feel the power of God in here. You do. Amen. And now he wants to get you face to face. And he wants to help you to become a blessing. And you want to know what the blessing was? Let me show you what the blessing is. Look at verse number 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And you understand what the, what the name Jacob means. Praise God. He's a, he's a deceiver. He's a conniver. And listen to me, folks. We all got a little bit of the corner on that market. We do. And so what's got to happen here? Well, I'll tell you what happened. He said, I, in verse 28, he says, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. And you understand what the word Israel means. It's a prince with God. He's now got a position. And that's what God wants to do for you. Amen. He, and I'm not talking about worshiping positions and all of that kind of business. I'm just talking about having a standing with God. 
That's what he's doing for you right now. That's why I'm telling you, you got the Holy Ghost. This morning I felt God awakening people here. It was powerful. And tonight there was testimony of that. Some of you are awoken up. We're down here in this altar, praise God. And, you know, song leaders pootering out. And God says, I'm not done yet. And so I just thought, well, what else can I do? I'm just going to play this piano. I'm just kidding. And, and, he, and, and, and he's, he said, just play the piano. And that's what I do. And so we had another wave of the Holy Ghost come over this place. That's apostolic, folks. We, it don't matter to me what kind of a song you're singing. It doesn't matter how fast the beat is. It doesn't matter. I want to get to God. And that's what I'm sensing in this place tonight in the name of Jesus. That's what the house of God put in us. That's in us, folks. If you want to try to pry that out, good luck with that one. Praise God. But you better start embracing it, praise God, and realize it's a gift from God. That's what he's done. He's put that in you just like he put that in Jacob. Amen. And so this is what he wants to do. And, and it's, going to be, it's going to get better and better and better. Yeah, we're going to have our days. We're going to have our, our situations. Folks, that's just the way it is. In Jesus' name, look at my dear, precious wife, who is my favorite person in the world. Why she married me is still a mystery. It is. But she did. And she can't get out of it. She can't. Amen. But I looked at her in that chair this afternoon, and I just, God just walled something up. He said, tell her it's going to be okay. Tell her that I'm going to heal her. Tell her that she is going to get better. Tell her that thing. Praise God. Where did that come from? That came from God. That comes from a place like this. That's what that's all about. And that's what God is helping us to do better. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is, I don't know how the rest of them operate. I don't pay attention to Facebook or whatever's going on out there. But I know how it's going in here. And this is one of the best places in the world. I'm serious, folks. There is, these, you people are so prone to ministry and ministering to one another. It's just an absolute glory to be in a place like this. It is. And so let's make up our minds tonight. We're not going to lose it. And if anything comes our way that we know that shouldn't be there, we're going to start shaking it off in the fire. I mean to tell you, we're going to start shaking this stuff off into the fire. Amen. And watch and see what the Lord will do in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Are you ready for a commitment like that? Are you? Are you do you want to go further? Do you want to go deeper? Come on, there ain't nobody afraid yet, are you? Come on, this is good stuff. God's going to keep us from drowning. He is. He's going to take care of us. Amen. And so what he's doing is he's leading us into a place where we are totally dependent on him. Where we know he'll, he'll do it. He'll do something. And man, we'll recognize right away that it's his kingdom and it's his place. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Let's stand right now. I took more than 10 minutes. But I, yeah. Jesus' name, praise God. I want us to lift up our hands right now. Make it your prayer. Make it your request. I told you this morning in that 11th chapter of the book of, of Luke, that's a prayer chapter. That's a good chapter to, to read and get some kind of a pattern from in Jesus' name. 
Oh, hallelujah, that's it. God, in the name of Jesus, right here tonight, Lord God, put some deep things down into our hearts. I even sense that there's an anchor that has come down and put itself into somebody's boat right here. I believe there is, Lord God. And we're not going to wander anymore. We're not going to let that current of the world take us to stupid places and dumb thinking and all of that kind of business. We're going to avoid that mess. And we're going to let you be God in our lives in the name of Jesus. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Help us, God. Help us to shake it off into the fire. Help us to be diligent about it. Help us not to wait for days and months and, and weeks, Lord God, to do these things. Help us to become very spontaneous. Help us, Lord God, to get up in the morning with that kind of a commitment that if today something comes my way that I don't need, I don't want, I'm going to shake it off into the fire. I'm not going to possess it. I'm not going to try to tame it. I'm not going to try to, to, to domesticate it. I'm just going to shake it off into the fire and let you deal with it. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I come against those snakes. I come against those things that creep. I told, yes, this morning, Lord God, you and I made a pact. I come against every seducing spirit in Gillette, Campbell County, Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District. I come against every evil spirit in Gillette, Campbell County, Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District. I come against every familiar spirit in Gillette, Campbell County, Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District. I come against every evil spirit in Gillette, Campbell County, Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District. These people are loose from that mess. Even those that are online right now, if they're still here, they're loose in the name of Jesus. And I loose God with your permission and with your anointing and with your authority, God. I release the ministering spirits that are sent forth for those that are heirs of salvation. Let them minister, God. Let them hearken unto the voice of your word. Let them hearken in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And let them do the bidding in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Does the song fit? Does the song fit? You want me to do one now? You said you want to learn. You want me to play. Okay, I'll do that. In Jesus' name. Folks, just trying to end the service. And I don't know quite where to end it. I really don't. And in fact, I'll just say it isn't probably going to be ended. To be continued in Jesus' name. That's a better frame of mind in Jesus' name.